Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Codal Banker, Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. So it's it's been a hot summer. It's been a humid summer. Let's, yes. There's a difference between heat and humidity. So once you get that humidity in there, it doesn't matter. It could be 60 degrees humid and can be like gross and disgusting outside. Like you go to reach for the water on the nightstand, you just slide right out of bed and the wife wakes up. She's like, quit making so much noise. You're waking me up. Go to sleep. Yeah, that's pretty much what you sound like. Uh-huh. Fantastic. So in the real estate industry, there are multiple offices. So we happen to work at Codal Banker Seawirt mm-hmm. in Wisconsin Rapids. Right. And we have some sister offices in our, our little family of Codal Banker offices. And so this week, who do we have? Well, let's try to clarify that that sister office. So, yes, we have multiple. We have 4,300 coal banker offices throughout the world. But not every single one of them is a sister office. But the really cool thing that we have with our, our office, we do have a very cute sister office down in Rome. So today we have Jennifer Parr Murphy with us. She is the broker down in the Rome office. So she is a business partner with JR. So it's really great to have Jennifer on the show to talk about the Rome area and everything Rome. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. So again, you know, we're, it's a sister office. We, you are business partners with JR. So that's how we get that idea of sister offices here in, in the area. Right. But each office is independently owned and operated as far mm-hmm. as our affiliates go. There is a whole nother sector of Codal Banker that is corporate. And that's a whole nother discussion for another day. Right. But Codal Banker, no matter where you go, you get the same idea, the same philosophy behind everything. So that is the really nice thing. So it is, it is a very much a community. So Jennifer, how long have you been in real estate? Well, I started real estate in the year 2000. So prior to that, I was a gymnastics instructor for a private uh, gymnastics company in California. So I ran that for many, many years and then uh, decided to move closer to family, grandparents, okay. my dad, you know, most of my family is out here in the Midwest. So like everyone's story, decided to move closer to family, kind of get to know them before grandparents passed on type of deal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I went, wound up here in central Wisconsin. Oh, Excellent. So you're the broker over there. So how many, were you like an agent for a couple of years and then moved into a broker situation? Yes. So when I first got here in 2000, I went ahead and got my uh, agent's license, salesperson's license right away, Um, but kind of went into the family business. So I'm basically a third generation realtor, Um, moved here. There wasn't a whole calling for my gymnastic skills. (laughs) Um, So, you know, decided to see what real estate was all about. I got my license right away in 2000. Um, in talks with my dad, who was owner of, uh, the Belva Par office in Adams, decided we wanted to open a branch office in Rome. He had wanted to do that for many years. And with me moving back, that gave him the opportunity to, to move forward with that. Excellent. And so, he saw that as an advantage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slip that in there. <laughs> yeah. So the Rome office is called Codal Banker Advantage. Correct. Yes, Absolutely. Originally, though, however, it was still the Coldwell Banker Belva Par Realty branch. Sure. And then I needed to get my broker's license, as you kind of alluded to. So in 2001, I believe, we're going back quite a ways, but in 2001, I went ahead and completed my broker's license. And I believe in 2002 is when the broker or the branch office did open. Okay. Excellent. So we've been in the town of Rome since 2002. All right. So what favorite highlights do we have in the Rome area? I. I wish I lived there. Actually, I live farther south because when I, I moved here, I decided to be closer to family versus closer to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many great things, especially coming through in the last you know five years or so that they've just developed some really great recreation, silent sports. It's definitely a community of a lot of very smart, energetic, energetic people, um, mm-hmm. people that are spending their you know whole summers there or have 
shifted to living there full time. Um, just a lot of great, uh, just great knowledge. But as far as like actual attractions, I mean, obviously in the business park where our office is, there is Papa Bear's mini golf, uh, the splash pad. They're working on raising funds for the band shell for concerts in the park, et cetera. Um, but the lakes were really the main draw originally. Mm -hmm. So when looking at the market, when it comes to the, to the lake homes, so we kind of think of, um, Camelot, Sherwood, and then Lake Arrowhead. So we kind of think of those three lakes as that's the lake area. So when it comes to those three lakes, are there pros and cons to which lake you go to? Yeah, I think it definitely depends on what you're looking for. Um, Lake Arrowhead obviously also has a championship golf course. So if you are a golfer, you tend to kind of gravitate more that way. They have a nice facility, actually brand new facility, clubhouse, restaurant. Um, but they have a new swimming pool, tennis courts, um, four lake centers around the lake where you can you know, launch your boat or some sandy beach area, playground equipment, that type of stuff. Camelot and Sherwood are both fantastic as well. Um, they just are a little different. Little, um, each Camelot and Sherwood each have, you know, a restaurant where you can stop, pull your boat up to a pier. Arrowhead doesn't have that. Um, channel connecting a top end and lower end of Camelot is a nice, you know, Sunday, slow river drive. Um, and Lake Sherwood uh, is just, the, all of them are great fishing, you know, great water activities. Mm -hmm. So do each one of them have their own water ski team or is it just Sherwood or who, who has the teams? Actually, it's called the, the Lake Shermalot. Shermalot. There you go. Thank you. It's been mm -hmm. a long day. <laughs> no, it's the Lake Shermalot ski team, but they do um, shows on Lake Arrowhead. Okay. Excellent. So when we look at HOA fees, because that's always like the first question whenever we hear the lakes area. When it comes to those HOA fees, we're going to talk a little bit about Arrowhead because there's usually a, that's usually the largest one that we have. So anytime that we see anything in a subdivision with Lake Arrowhead, should we assume that we have homeowners association fees attached to that house? Yes. In reference to Lake Arrowhead, you do. Okay. So what is that going to grant us? I mean, if we're, if we're going to go there, we're going to buy the house in, in Lake Arrowhead, what, what do we get for that HOA fee? Some of the amenities that I mentioned already, as far as the tennis court, the clubhouse, the swimming pools, there's actually two pools, one at the main, uh, main restaurant area, main lodge area, and then one in what's called Arrowhead South, which is for the southern end of that community development. So there's a second uh, swimming pool. I didn't know there was a second one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't either. I knew that we had okay, a campground. Yeah, we learned Yay. something today. All right. I can, I can go home now. <laughs> but you also get some discounts or, or um, preferential tea times as an owner. Um, just some other owner benefits in that department. Mm -hmm. And then we, they also have that campground too that you can camp out. I mean, can anyone just go to the campground or do you have to be a member in order to use it? Don't quote me, but I believe you do not have to be a member. I believe that anyone can camp there. You just have to get a permit and permission through the association. All right. Excellent. So when it comes to Camelot and Sherwood, I know that they're, again, a little bit different because Arrowhead, there's no camping. So we can't buy a vacant piece of land and put a camper on or do 10 camping on due to the HOA rules and stuff like that. But Camelot and Sherwood are a little bit more relaxed in that area. Is that kind of correct? Absolutely. So you can camp April through November with a permit. Um, you would need to address and have potable water and basically a septic system to pump out the camper if you're going to have a permit for the full season there. Um, that's a requirement. Okay. So we can put in a septic system and a well and be okay. We, that means we don't have to build a house or they're like little tiny. I know some places if you put in one, then the house has to follow within a certain number of years. There is no timeline to build. So you could just be a camper forever. Um, Camelot sure would differ a little bit as to like Camelot has the availability of what we call city water. Um, so they have their own water tower where you can get municipal services for water, but all of it would be on a septic system. All right. Excellent. I didn't know that either, that they had their own water system. Yes, <clears throat> they do. And that also transfers into the business park uh, town center that they have there. You can also get uh, water services there. Okay. Because I know that um, Camelot, and, or Camelot has volunteer 
HOA fees. So you can, if you don't want to pay it, you don't have to, but it's recommended always that you do. So Camel and Sherwood are the same. They're both voluntary. However, most people opt to pay those. They're very minimal. They're, you know, $100 or less per year. Right. And it really goes to support the lake efforts that they're doing to keep it clean. The weed cutters, the um, public access spaces that you have, uh, they call them beach clubs. So there's designated area for those property owners that don't own on the water to access the water. So they have picnic structures, um, sand beaches. You can, on some of them, park your boat for the weekend if you're up visiting or using your property. Um, so there's a little bit of amenity there, but for the minimal cost, most people opt to, you know, pay those fees. Then you also get the newsletter. So then you're also up to speed on everything that's happening on the lake that you're on. All right. Excellent. Right, so other fun hats that you do that you have. So we're going to kind of move a little bit into Adams. Mm-hmm. So you do something with the flea market. <laughs> so, I'm going to say something because I'm not exactly sure what you do with the flea market, but I know that there's something special you do with the flea market. Well, I definitely wear many hats. So you'll learn that about me the more you get to know me. So besides the real estate company down there as well, my husband and I do own the Adams flea market. So that has uh, had its start in 1980. So we're on our 41st year. Obviously, I haven't owned it for 41 years, but uh, the previous owner, great, great local family. Uh, the history of it is it was right by, uh, he kind of had Delton Steel mm-hmm. and it's right by the railroad. So yeah. when the railroad delivered steel, he kind of did some stuff with that. And I don't know all the details, but um, that's how it started. So there's a big tin man at the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the tables are made out of you know steel, heavy duty. Don't hit it with your car because it'll hurt your car. Um, but down there, we basically now are the owner since 2019. Um, it's been a fun ride. So how does it kind of work? Do you, is there parking or do you park along 13 and just kind of like walk over? You said, don't hit stuff with your car. So I mean, <laughs> it's not like we're going to be, you know, it's a drive through situation, but right. is there parking and do you have food entertainment? I mean, how lively does this event oh, it's get? Very lively. Um, right now we're open Saturdays and Sundays through the end of September. So um, public hours are eight to four and everyone's welcome. We do, when you come in right by the railroad tracks, have parking all the way around the property. Uh, The market spans about four to five acres. The actual parcel is 11. Um, So, you know, public starts at eight to four. The vendor setup starts at 6 a.m. So my husband gets down there at 530 to open the gates and kind of get the vendors set. So as vendors come in, they can park by their table to unload their stuff. And they leave their vehicle behind the table while they vend. Or if space doesn't allow, then they, you know, park in the parking lot. Excellent. So what kind of fun things do you have down there? I mean, what are your favorite vendors that that are there on a weekly basis? We have so many. It's really hard to pick. Um, I did not know it was such a community, you know, down there. Um, we're learning a lot because we didn't know a lot about flea markets, but we kind of took a chance and And it just seemed like a good match from the old owners to us and family, you know, long history in the area. Um, So, I mean, we have from the general stuff, you know, some garage sale items up to really interesting old antiques, um, farm equipment, old glassware. um, Can you buy some chickens? Live animals are not allowed. Okay. (laughs) I thought I'd put it out there. No, but we have two Amish bakeries that are down there with baked goods. Um, canning, you know, it goes a long way canning. We have a great vendor who paints on old windows and saws. Um, so we have artists, um, we've had from flooring to figurines, to wood carvings, to, uh, just about anything that you're looking for is you can find. So you can get painted chickens, (laughs) you can get metalized chickens, and you might be able to get a chicken sandwich. I'm thinking maybe a cow. Um, they, again, no livestock, but no, if it's stuffed, we sell that too. <laughs> okay. And if so it's stuffed, stuffed cows, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do have several food vendors that are fantastic that come down, um, usually on Saturdays. I mean, they're kind of nomads. So everybody has other shows going on and, you know, with COVID we, we were kind of the only open air, really spread out place. So we got some vendors that were not familiar with us. And now that they are, now that other shows open up, they found that they just really enjoy our atmosphere and what we have brought to the table and they are making some money. So, um, 
they're not traveling as much. They're more consistent at our market, which is really nice. So how do you find all your vendors? I mean, do you put something out there? I'm going to say Craigslist, but most of the time I like to use Facebook, but how do you find your vendors or do they just find you? Well, so far they found us and word of mouth. So we've done some extra marketing on the radio, um, but we really bumped up the Facebook page and our website. And we mostly, I'm getting a bunch of phone calls and emails from people that are interested, but our vendors are awesome. They, they word of mouth, talk to everybody that comes down to, to walk the property. If they have a question, they're handing out our business cards. They're, they're all answering, you know, the general questions and helping people out. So is there a maximum amount of vendors you can have on the property? So, you know, you normally have your, your 25, but then they start bringing their friends and now you're close to like 70 people. So So is there limits or? Well, we have indoor, well, shed roll-up units, right? We have about 80 of those. Okay. And then we have about 80 open air tables, but we also have some grass areas. So it's kind of like claim your spot. It's kind of like first come first serve. Some of them are rented for the season, which is great. They have, you know, they come back each day. That's, you know, their spot. But other than the seasonally rented spaces, it's first come first serve. And that's why we open the gates and let them all let them in. And uh, it goes really smooth. Everybody's been really easy to work with. And it always seems like, you know, just. When we do like the Cranberry Blossom Fest and the Grand Affair, all of the vendors seem to know each other and really help each other out. There's just a really neat friendship going on amongst these vendors. Do you find that with yours? Yeah, definitely a sense of community. Um, They're all looking out for each other because we all either succeed or fail together. You know, if if we have a a reputation of not being friendly or not being helpful, then new vendors are going to be intimidated and not want to come. And we definitely have the more the merrier mentality down there. We will find you a space. We will make something work. Um, we haven't had to turn anybody away yet. Um, we've had a couple leave, you know, on the holiday weekend just because they got there a little late. And then it was really hard to navigate mm-hmm. into the only, you know, open two tables we had left. So it was a challenge and they just decided next time they would come earlier. All See, right. And it sounds like a great opportunity for someone who's you know, learned a solid craft over the past year and a half because they've been stuck at home and they wanted to expand their hobbies. You know, last week we talked about one of my hobbies and Carrie, one of your hobbies is basket weaving. I was going to say, I'm not going to do a whole bunch of basket weaving because it's um, kind of a visual thing. So the radio portion of basket weaving might be tricky. <laughs> right. And I've done craft and vendor shows doing the basket weaving and I did up like 200 baskets to take to a craft show. And my spouse at that time really helped me out with staining because we did so much that I needed to have help with the staining. So he was very, very helpful and very, very nice to help out with that and seeing how I know what we need to do. I know we're not going to be jumping into the whole entire, let's sell the baskets. And that's okay. With <laughs> ben me. appreciates that. No, I, it's a lot of work. I mean, um, the previous owners vended out of a building themselves, um, but that's not our focus. You know, mm-hmm. my husband and I, we have we have day jobs. We have other hats that we wear. We have a nine-year-old son. So we're plenty busy. Um, we don't, we don't have an interest in that, but, um, they work hard. They're there early. You know, they get their five, five thirty. they're opening their stuff. They're pulling it out. They're, they're really conscious of their display and rotating the items so that people aren't seeing the same thing every time they come. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard work. And then, you know, by Sunday night when they're rolling out at five o'clock, they're, it's exhausting. <laughs> Now, do they offer like gift certificates? So if it's someone that they, you know, so I want to use you guys for, you know, closing gifts. So not sure what the buyers are really into. Is there a way to do like a gift certificate to come down and just go here, go shop at the flea market and find some really cool stuff for your lake home? That's a great idea, but we haven't put it into action yet. We're oh, we're, uh, excellent. we're not quite there. I mean, we still have lots of ideas that we think we want to put into motion. You know, the first year was a learning experience. The second year, last year was our 40th anniversary. So we had a big 40th anniversary party. Um, but a lot of our focus has been in the grounds and trying to improve the grounds. And now, you know, here's year three, we needed to take a breath. And then going forward, it's going to be about, you know, marketing and fun ideas and and what can we do to really have a lot of fun down there. Now you mentioned that you have some food vendors. Mm-hmm. So who do you have? Who has come? Well, um, a lot. And if I forget anybody, I apologize, but, um, Jamaican's kitchen, I think mm-hmm. most people in your area are familiar with, they yeah. come down, um, dairy foods yep. has been there. Um, we have a local vendor who has a food truck down there, Dave. Um, don't think there's like a name 
It's but just he Dave. Has, it's just just Dave. Um, but he has a lot of variety there. Um, we have an egg roll vendor that's been there, you know, almost since the beginning. Um, Chai, thank you, because <laughs> people will seek her out, you know, and she's usually sold out by one o'clock. So I, who knew egg rolls were for breakfast? But they are. <laughs> oh yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, we find that too. You know, down at the farmers market, there's I don't remember who it is, but that's where everybody goes. They yeah. get their their egg rolls. You buy them by the dozen, and you walk back to work and just eating egg rolls like they were pieces of candy. Yeah. And we're really pushing nonprofits right now. If anybody's looking for a space to raise money for their organization, um, we'll donate the table and the electric. So we've had several brat fries for, I don't know, just recently the class of 1980 did a brat fry. Unfortunately, they got rain because we are open air. So you are challenged there. But uh, next weekend, the uh, Adams Friendship Dance Team is going to do a brat fry. Um, we've had the Friendship Lake District do several. Also, Faith in Action down in our area has done that. Um, we've had a church group do that. So anybody that wrestling team was there once. So Cobalt Banker Advantage will do one. And <laughs> we don't know. We keep that for the nonprofits as best okay. we can. Okay. Well, you could raise, you know, funds for, you know, the United Way. Absolutely. To give, you know, and donate the money back to the United Way for yeah. the backpacks for kids, stuff the bus, things like sure. that. So well, we'll be looking for volunteers because unfortunately, as you know, as being an agent, this is your busy time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's really hard to carve away. And Saturdays are are uh, the stronger day at our flea market. So um, it's really tough to get away on a Saturday as a real estate agent. That's true. That's <laughs> true. We did a couple, uh, it wasn't last year, it was the year before Chris and I did a, a brat fry and we were raising funds for the United Way. So it was, it was fun. We had a great time. Well, we'd love to have you down if you'd like to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the, I'll bring the mobile office. <laughs> Perfect. So after one of the other hats that you wear is going to be the, and I know I'm going to, the vacation homes. Cottage Keeper. There you go. Mm -hmm. So the Cottage Keeper. So explain what is that? Well, Cottage Keeper is, again, a longstanding business in our area um, doing uh, vacation rental management. So someone would own a lake home, is thinking about renting it out um, for the season. We basically handle that from start to finish. We help you get through the permitting process, getting it set up. And approved. Um, we have, you know, a maintenance person as well as cleaning crews. So we handle, I don't know, a dishwasher latch broke the other day. So our contractors out there were, you know, scheduling to get that fixed for you. Um, you know, the maintenance comes through, cleans, takes the garbage out, make sure everything is presentable for the next renter to come in. We schedule all of those uh, rental weeks for you. So you kind of, as an owner, pick what weekends you're going to use the property personally. And then our job is to fill it the rest of the summer. So, excellent. And from what I've been hearing, it's been quite popular. I think it's it's popular everywhere. So yeah, we have we have uh, been inundated with a lot of requests and questions, and we are actually booked. I mean, of our seventeen, we have currently about seventeen houses in inventory, and and right now through the end of August, almost all of them are booked. So, so are you like old limited. school where you have like a a reservation book per house or is it all done like on the computer and a spreadsheet and you can reserve directly through our website okay. cottagekeeper.com so you can go directly to the website and do that a lot of people are still old school they want to call you and they want to ask questions because what we do differently is we really try to personally match those renters with the property features so if you're okay. looking for you have kids and you need a a swimming area, you know we're going to make sure we're not giving you that property that might have a steeper bank with a lot of stairs or um, if you're not interested in that, we have two great golf course homes that are available in, you know, the Lake Arrowhead area. Um, we have some farther down by Castle Rock Lake. And these um, are fully furnished homes, so we don't have to worry about running the pots and pans. We just need to figure out, you stop off at Pritzel's, grab everything that you need, yeah. and then head over to the vacation home. Yep. And I mean, um, yep, sheets, pillows, towels, I mean, everything's supplied. Um, so you just need your own toiletries and food and, and whatever you want to use while you're there. But they, some of them have... Um, kayaks available. Some might have a pontoon rental. Some might have foosball in the basement. Some might have, you know, they're each, they're each unique and different. If you have a large family, a couple of our homes are side by side. So you'd have the opportunity to rent two homes right next to each other. So your entire family could come and still have their own 
maybe privacy or separation, but you'd still be close enough to enjoy the campfire together. And I was going to say, can we do stuff. the campfires mm-hmm. yet too? So that way, I mean, you got to be able to burn some marshmallows. Yes, I for mean, sure. <laughs> we don't roast and we burn them. Well, some like it, some like it hot, some like it burnt. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that's good that you can do that. Is there any limits where, you know, you can't have like 50 people, you can't rent out the house and, you know, have. Yeah, there's rules are- about the size of the home, the bedrooms, you know, and what your max capacity is. So there are rules against that. Um, some are pet friendly, some are not. So if you're bringing your pet, that will, you know, kind of limit which homes you might be able to to rent. Um, you know, if you have younger kids, we want to make sure we have a pack and play or, a, you know, a crib set up. And so that's what I think is what we do over, say, you know, an online service is that we really get into who are you? What are you coming for? You know, and how can we make your stay? Now, are they, best? are people calling you directly or is there like a really good phone number? And this is, you know, we're going to have like Susie. Susie's the the person who you really want to talk to because I can just see Jennifer. She's getting calls for real estate and then we're going to do a rental and then we're going to do a little bit of flea market and, you know, mix it all up in there with the kid too. Yeah, for sure. We do have an office manager who's great. Uh, shout out to Shauna. She does a wonderful job and keeps us all organized and on track. But we do have a toll-free number, and I'll, I'll just give it to you now. So yeah, if exactly. anybody wants it, uh, it's 888-404-2688. And then if you want to send us an email, you can. It's rentals at cottagekeeper.com. All right. Excellent. And, of course, you guys have a Facebook page that you... We do have a Facebook page, yes. Take a whole bunch of pictures. So that way, if we want to really see what that lakeside home looks like versus the golf course and... Absolutely. And so there are, um, everything's on our website. We uh, focus on a home of the week each week on our Facebook page. Um, but we're in the process of freshening up all of our photography as Ben knows. Um, he's been helping us with photography and some aerial, you know, footage so that we can show uh, a better picture of, you know, how close is the house to the water and what does it, the yard look like or the neighborhood. So you get a better feel for what's there before you arrive. And we're even doing virtual tours. Yes. So I did the 360 camera walkthrough tour like we do for our uh, listing homes. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. We're, we're just, you know, like I said, we just purchased and made the transfer in April. So, um, you know, thank you to the previous owner. She had a a very successful, great business. They're great people. They really were hands-on and we're just trying to continue that, you know, tradition for our renters as well as our owners. Um, Just high touch, you know, high high focus on, on quality and customer care. And so you do the little welcome baskets, care package of, you know, well, we have for, a for whole, coming or yeah, we have a whole spread of here's what you can do while you're here. Here's the coupons that go with it. You know, here's the instructions on the home. Here's our contact if you need us. Um, so we're, we're definitely updating some of that as we go, but it's been a whirlwind cause we kind of jumped right in head first. And sometimes that's okay. I think that's only the only way I do things sometimes. <laughs> and us coming from the hospitality industry directly, it can be a lot of work. Um, even just managing at the hotel level. And it's not like you have everything spread out. You're just in one city block and all the rooms are together. Uh, I can just imagine having that spread out over, you know, uh, 20 miles. Well, I have a great business partner and she's taken on a lot of the legwork. Um, obviously I have a lot of hats and she does too. She's very busy, but she definitely is. Um, shout out to Deb Kowaleski. Thank you. She does a lot of that legwork where she's, you know, doing the setups and just double checking that everything's where it needs to be before that renter shows up. And, uh, so she puts on quite a bit of mileage cause we do have uh, a couple homes on the other side in Juneau County. Okay. So we, we cover Pete and Well Lake on both sides as well as Castle Rock. Um, as well as the three, you know, lakes in Rome and everywhere in between. So if I buy my third home and, you know, it's my third home. So, I mean, I can only spend a third of the year maybe at this house mm-hmm. and the rest of the year I want to rent it out. Do we just call you or yeah. give us a call and tell us about your home and we'd be excited to walk you through it. All right. Excellent. And you come and check it out and. Yeah, we come take a look and we give an opinion on, on what we think, you know, a rental amount would be for the going kind of going right for that type of home. Um, obviously it's kind of all over depending on the amenities and, and how many you can sleep. So it's really kind of a customized, like in real estate, a customized uh, market analysis of what you have and what you can offer to what we think the market would bear for, a, you know, a weekly rental. All right. Um, so that would be a short-term style rental. Correct. Are, are there 
any areas that are restricted against doing that. So if someone lives in a particular area, just don't even think about it. Um, I think right now the most restrictive is if you're in a HOA, you need to check your covenants and restrictions. Um, you know, the, the requirement is it has to be no less than six days. So it's a, it's a weekly rental for the short term status, but each township may have some different requirements or permitting process. So you want to be cautious of what township you're in and, um, the County has a blanket, you know, coverage rule. Um, you do have to have, um, a manager within 25 miles of the property. So you want to keep that in mind. It's for a case of emergency or disturbance or, you know, if somebody needs to get to that property, one of the rules is that someone has to be local to that. So I think that's another thing that we bring to the table for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just checking with your local township and county and HOA. Got to remember those HOAs. HOAs are most important because if you're dead in the water, if the HOA does not allow short-term rentals, most, I mean, countywide, statewide, it's allowed. There was a new rule in place a few years ago. So um, the main layer says, yes, you can, but as you get down to the township level, there might be more restrictions. As you get into the HOA, that's really where it can be denied. We've seen a lot of traveling physicians. Mm-hmm. So is it one of these things where a traveling physician can come and they know they're going to be in the area for a month? Can they do a rental with you for that month that they know that they're going to be there? Or is that kind of a little bit tricky because you just said they can only be for six days? So a minimum, how, minimum. minimum. Yeah. Okay, it has to so. at least be six days. Um, right now we're not accommodating. Um, I know it's still short term, but it's more mm-hmm. of a rental. We're really just accommodating those week stays. Um, at this time we haven't branched out into actual property management. It kind of feels like two hats, vacation rentals, and then property management, uh, more long-term, which I would consider, you know, over two weeks would be more of a long-term, but mm-hmm. we do have some people that stay for an extended stay but it would be on a case by case. And obviously the owner still has the final say on their property. So if they don't want that type of rental or they're not comfortable having someone be there for a long, a length of time, um, they have, you know, the option to veto that. So we still need that permission. So then you get to mow the lawn of all of these beautiful homes. Uh, the lawns are a separate thing. We do oh, not do lawn mowing. You so don't do lawn no. care or snow removal. I mean, no. it is 80 degrees outside. So I we do, don't we talk sh- snow. <laughs> we need to talk snow. No. Um, actually, the previous owner has kept their lawn care business. So most of our homeowners that have been in the program for years and know them, um, I imagine have kept them on to do that portion. Um, that was a separate business. All right. Well, but, that's good. But that brings up sort of a roll into another question is, Wintertime rentals. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? It, are are it they is. still renting during the winter? It is. We actually have bookings right now for Thanksgiving. And we do have another couple families that consistently, what you find is once they rent, they consistently come back because they've had a great experience. They have a comfort level with the house or the area or for whatever reason, you know, they're, they're here again. Um, but yeah, so we have some Christmas rentals, you know, so people have decorated the home with the tree and the garland and everything. And People have come up to the log cabin, uh, you know, for Christmas, which I think is kind of a really cool experience if mm-hmm. you are from the city and that's not something that you're used to. Um, so we have options and our goal is to expand that season. We're not just focused on summer. We'd love to have, you know, early spring and late fall uh, season rentals. We'd like to be a year round thing. But we hear from some sellers who have you know, been in their house for a long time, but they're looking to downsize but still worried that, you know, we, we want to have this family interaction and get together. And this might be a good option. You know, it's like, Hey, just for that, whatever, one week, why don't you, you know, book this in advance and then you can have that, but not be burdened the rest of the year. And you can still live in a house. That's the size that you need instead of having to feel like you have to keep this big house. And Well, and I think we've had some, we have a group of first responders that have been friends forever and they've, they've repeat you know, the same house every year, the same weekend. So when our reservations open up in November, they book their trip. We've just had celebrate grandma's 80th birthday, um, anniversaries. I mean, we've had a lot of really cool special occasions and, and when they check in and, or when they, you know, schedule for their, their, um, week, we, we ask those questions like what's going on. Why are you making the trip? What can we do to make it more special or better, um, to try to have some of those nice touches. It's called being part of the Disney experience. Yes, but that's a tough act to follow if you've been to Disney recently. It's a tough act. Oh, very much. So what other hats do you wear? 
Um, are those the big ones? Well, those are the big nuggets, the two real estate offices, the cottage keeper and the flea market. Um, but I also do have, um, some, uh, you know, single property rentals, um, of my own, but, um, I also have a nine-year-old son who's just getting into baseball and basketball. So that's also another hat that's going to keep me busy here. So, mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully those years will fly by very, very quickly. Well, I'm kind of enjoying them. So I don't think we have to go too fast, but when you're in a, in a bag chair watching baseball all weekend in the sun, it does, it does lend itself to you hope it goes fast because <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. So should we talk about the market and your opinions on this compared to the last 20 years that you've seen? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into that nice realm market. So do you roughly any idea of how many homes are available in the realm market? Uh, no. I mean, on average, if you go back in history, on average, we like 200 to 225 residential sales a year. So they kind of they go in spurts. You wouldn't think that. Yes. I mean, obviously in 2008, we weren't very excited and it was a really tough go for a few years. Um, but if you just kind of average it all together, about 200 and 250 sales uh, residential a year. So, All right. So what is the, the most asked question when it comes to the Rome area as far as a home? Is it, I need to have waterfront and, and how available are these homes? Um, I think waterfront is the big push uh, in the last few years, but with Sand Valley being in that area, you know, golf, being able to golf from, you know, Madison up through the quarter, up through, you know, Green Bay and North, um, we've really started to see the turn away from, not away from the lakes, but in addition to the lakes, uh, really a golf focus, okay. which is kind of nice. There's a million golf courses between point A and point B that, you know, if you want to do a golfing weekend, there's, you know, five courses within, you know, 20 miles of each other that you could visit. Are you noticing that when homes come on the market, they're getting, you know, the five, six offers going over asking, or is that, that's how it is here in Rapids. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've seen some very interesting offers. Um, <laughs> is it one of these things where even in the Rome area, you're, you know, the house comes on the market and next thing you know, there's, you know, six offers, it's going above asking or where is that all kind of falling in? Um, we've definitely felt that frenzy over the last, you know, year and a half. And still today, I think it's still, uh, still that way. Um, however, it's, it's just, it's really tough market. So in that situation, um, you know, those cash buyers are winning out. And so I, what I feel is some pushback from buyers that are great buyers, well-qualified, um, not getting a home and, and really putting the brakes on their home search and waiting, um, Interest rates are still ridiculously low. I mean, we all know there's so many factors that go into the market that we're in, but I don't really see that changing much over the next couple of years still. And so, that, that's the consensus that I've been hearing from the national scale markets as well. Yeah. I mean, interest rates will at some point inevitably rise. Right. Um, so that will change, number one, what a buyer can afford. And, you know, that's usually where the shift starts to come down from a seller's market into a buyer's market. But um, I don't think it's going to change much. Uh, unfortunately, we need to find some investors that want to do some new construction. However, lumber costs and everything being on hold and you can't get trim or a kitchen cabinet or, you know, any of the other things that you need to build um, until some of that trade um, lights up, up and, and, and prices come down. I mean, people are still building, don't get me wrong. Um, but those, those big complexes or big builds, you know, are going to, we're, are going to be needed to get us moving forward out of this current market. Are you still seeing homes being transferred from staying in the family from generation to generation? Are you seeing some of that? Or as it comes to a point of, you know what, I live in the Twin Cities. I already live on a lake. I really don't need to have my Wisconsin home anymore. We're now after three generations, we're no longer going to have this home in the family. Well, we see more of it kind of in a different light where either they bought the home because it was midway between, you know, all of the families, maybe somebody's in Minnesota and somebody's in La Crosse and somebody's in Chicago. And this was like a centralized meeting place for that. We're really convenient that way. 
Um, but then with the state of how busy kids get in school and sports and, you know, that's shifted over the last 10 years to be completely busy and insane for parents. So they're not making the trip up. And I think people then say, I'm paying taxes and, you know, insurance and having to maintain this property that we don't get to use that often. And I think that's where the big push comes into the property rental management businesses. Mm-hmm. We don't want to maintain this 365 days a year, but if we still like going to a certain place and still having a family get together, we can still do that, but not have to actually own. Um, we don't have a lot of transitional housing where you can go from an active young family into your, you know, you know, sixties and then transfer into something that has lower maintenance, like a condo or, um, you know, apartment, we don't have those options. So it's kind of an either, or you either take it or you got to go because there's no in the middle. We have a trickle of that starting with some, you know, development in the business park of some apartments. And I think that's wonderful. We just, we just really need more. more of those. Yeah. We just really need more. And I heard those as soon as it was announced that they're going to build it, they were already all taken. Yeah. They're all spoken for. And I, I mean, I'm, that's exciting. Um, but it just, I think speaks to the demand that we still have for that. And that we just need more builders, but you know, we, we need them to take a leap of faith because once those are put out there, people will come and, well, and they build need it, them. They will come. I, I know it's cliche, but yes. <laughs> and I, I know, uh, what is it? Barnum Bay. I think there's uh-huh. some condos down there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, very quick, once they're on the market, they get snagged up. Well, and same with Northern Bay oh, yeah. Resort mm-hmm. um, down on Castle Rock. They have, you know, 30 buildings of eight units each and- Whereas we used to not be able to give those away. Um, now to find one on the market is a gem. And uh, if you don't get at it, like right away, it's gone. And those are, are kind of neat because they're, I've, I've been in just a couple in the last year and a half that I've been doing pictures for y'all. And they're not like all the same. They, they look all the same on the outside, but interior wise, they're, they're different. And they're, um, I mean, because you, you own your condo. Mm-hmm. So you can decorate it the way you want and finishes and, you know, one fireplace is glass front. The next one has stone and it, it's neat. Well, mm-hmm. and originally when the original owners, um, well, when they were first built and people first purchased, you did have an option to customize. So okay. you will still find a unit here and there that's customized with a large bar or, you know, different, different ins and outs. So it is kind of neat that they're not all the, all the same. Um, originally they started all the furniture was the same cause it was all rental furniture for their uh, rental pool because they do have a short-term rental option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been replaced. People have updated because it's been, you know, 15 years. So it's time for that old brown couch to go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I would, if you haven't been down there, I highly recommend it. They have a public boat launch. They have a tiki bar where they have bands uh, in the evening, um, a nice inlet. You can rent a pontoon from there if you want to get out on Castle Rock Lake and take a look. Uh, the whole uh, units are, have access to a swimming pool there as well as like a water trampoline and a nice swimming area on the beach for kids. Nice. From Oh, and don't let me forget the golf course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's always a golf course. And the, the restaurant clubhouse. So okay. it's a replica course. So it's taken all the signature holes from different courses and put them all in one. Oh, how neat. So, and I'm not a golfer, so I apologize, but I think it's from Augusta where it's the... Uh, hole isn't like surrounded by water and you're over here and you have to hit yes, it. Yes, that's Augusta. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but, uh, so that's one of the holes there. So it's kind of neat when you look out over the restaurant, you you get to watch uh, the attempt at that hole. All right. And I, I think just by my, my feeling and interaction with people, it's sort of, um, a perception of Castle Rock and Petenwell. It seems to be less appreciated than, you know, Arrowhead being a little bit more prestigious to, you know, live by and, um, the, the small lakes. So I am seeing a lot more people kind of opening their eyes to the Petenwell flowage area at its waterfront. It's big water. There are a lot of really gorgeous properties on there. Absolutely. And I think it just depends on, on what, just like the house, what kind of house are you looking for? What kind of water are you looking for? I mean, there's, um, Petenwell is so expansive and massive that you wouldn't run into anybody, you know, um, just, you got to know, navigate the stumps and, you know, some other things. Cause they used to be um, fields and trees and farms and they cut it all down, but there are some stumps out there, but you'll see a sailboats, a huge Eagle population out there. I mean, it's just really beautiful water. Um, then Castle Rock, same flowage, just South of the dam has, you know, some more sandbar areas where you can kind of pull off and spend the day with your picnic or what had you have you. 
And then there's a little bit more of a bar restaurant um, options there to pull off and, and eat or, you know, stop. Are you for a seeing buyers wanting to have a tour of these lakes? So that way they kind of get the idea because, I mean, we can look at a map and go, okay, well, the bar is here, you know, the restaurant's over here, but when they're not sure how big the actual lake is, I mean, do you see that buyers are going, well, can we get a tour of the lake? I think Carrie wants to buy a boat. I do want to. No, Ben wants to buy the boat. I oh, want okay. the UTV. I, I feel like this is a setup. Well, we had that um, with Napco Lake. Yeah. So one of the buyers, you know, they wanted to buy the lakefront property, but we wanted to make sure that the boat fit. I mean, are you seeing buyers going, can we bring our boat with us so that way we can take a tour? Um, I don't know that they want to invite their realtor on their boat trip some of the time, but um, definitely if there was uh, an interest in that, we would, you know, make that happen and, and, and get a pontoon out there and, and give you the tour. Because I'm sure um, like, like Arrowhead, you need to be a member. So, I mean, it just can't go put a boat in. Well, you can. Oh, like okay. Arrowhead has a public access on 15th okay. Avenue. Um, kind of where the ski show does their show. Um, so that is the public access. So all of the lakes have a public access, access, excuse me. So Camelot Sherwood, the same way there is a public boat launch where you can get on the water, can even go. if you don't own it. Okay. Well, that'd be kind of good to know. So that way if, you know, we do have those people who do ask the question of, can I just bring my boat? And then after looking at the home, you know, can we just go play around on the water? Absolutely. And if people are looking to build, there are vacant lots that are uh, splattered around the area still for sale, if I'm right? Absolutely. Um, just like the housing market, finally vacant land is having its day. Um, we've had a lot of development over the years that has kind of remained stagnant just because there was too much of it. There was a large inventory of lots, but now when there's so few options to buy something existing, more people are definitely buying lots for future builds. So mm -hmm. they may not build today or tomorrow, but uh, they're making plans for the future um, instead of waiting around for that house to be able to buy. Yeah. So with Rome, are they looking at doing like a, a grocery store? I mean, we do have pretzels. Pretzels, a very unique gas station. It has just about everything. But is there talks of having more amenities come to the Rome area? Uh, there, there's a lot of talks. I know that we have, um, you know, some stores in play here. But as far as a grocery store, I mean, we we can't get much better than pretzels. I have to plug them. They literally yes. can get from, you know, bait to housewares to their deli is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, their meat cuts, their produce. There's a nice wine section. You know, there's, if, if you, you can't, can't find, find it, it, then you don't need it. <laughs> if, you, if you can't find it, you don't need it. But um, it, they really do have it all. And they're very conscious of making sure that they have stuff that, you know, enough for locals as well as for people that are just visiting. So they cover all the bases pretty well. I think they'd, a competitor coming in would have a tough time. All right. But there's always talks, you know, I mean, the, the town, uh, Rome town center is definitely a place where people are definitely looking to broaden what we can do there and, and really, you know, make it the center of where the activity is. I mean, um, definitely bison trading's in there with lots of furniture and, um, beautiful pieces in there. If you haven't been there, it'd be mm -hmm. great. Obviously we talked about mini golf. The band shell, I think is the next big thing that's going to be great there. They have the splash pad, so the kids are covered, um, but the band shell will be nice. Is the restaurant right next door to that? Is that still, is that in operation? Um, nope. It's actually Sally Geiger Realty. So Geiger Properties has that uh, okay. location, which is great. I mean, she's definitely a community uh, player. She lo loves the uh, farmer's markets there on Friday. So you can sit out uh, on her deck with her chairs and just visit or have coffee. Uh, all wonderful things. Every It's a definite community. I mean- there's a, a lot of realtors there, but I, we definitely pride ourselves on getting along with everyone and oh, supporting yeah. each other because it's it's the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So, Jennifer, is there anything else? Our last favorite question that oh, we like boy. to ask. Uh-oh. What are you looking forward to in this last half of the year? Uh, a vacation. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> well, for being honest, that's my goal. Uh, no, I just, I'm just really just thankful for as much as I've changed and added to my plate and, and all the hard work that all of my agents do and everybody that are my employees. I'm just really thankful that, um, we're doing well, everyone's healthy and, um, keeping our sanity. That is a very good thing to do is to keep the sanity. Yeah. But we're looking forward already. We're looking ahead to 2022 and just how can we make things better and do better? Um, that's, that's it. That's it for me. All right. Well, excellent. So 
we we should go through with contact information again. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of CB Advantage? Okay. Our number is 715-325-7335. And do you have a website? Uh, TheCBAdvantage.com. And Cottage Keeper? It is CottageKeeper.com. And it's... She's going to have to look up the phone number again. Right. She gave it earlier. I did give it early, but that's silly. I should have it memorized. I just don't want to say it wrong. She did a really good job with the I don't the call myself one. often. So it's 888-404-2688. I don't call that number, so I, I'm still learning it. And then for the, the flea, market. flea market. So the flea market is adamsfleamarket.com is the website. And the phone number for Adams Flea Market is 608-279-5904. Excellent. She knows her numbers. Right. And definitely have Facebook presence for all three of those. Absolutely. And if you're down mm -hmm. in the Adams area, you know, the Belva Par office is uh, 608-339-6757. We got to make sure we cover all the bases. We got to cover everything too. Was the Belva Par office, are they getting a remodel job? Because we, you just went through and remodeled your office. The Rome office just got a, a nice upgrade. It is gorgeous. Thank you. So if you ever need to go just stop to see a gorgeous building, go visit the Cold Banker Advantage office. Well, and that was definitely a, a lot of, if not all of advanced home staging, Renee Vandenberg, because I do not decorate that way. And she has such great vision. So if you're ever looking for help, <laughs> she's your girl. All right. Excellent. But no, we're not remodeling currently down there. We did do some accents and some upgrades. Now we're more into, uh, we just replaced the phone system. So we're into Ooh, infra phones. infrastructure. Ooh. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. But both, both locations got brand new signs, outdoor signs so that we're more visible and, and easier to find. Well, excellent. Great. Thanks for coming on. Okay, well, thank you guys for having me. It's my first podcast experience, so hopefully... Well, you did a great job. Hopefully it doesn't send you in the tank. <laughs> oh, no, you should do radio all the time. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Stay tuned and come back for hour two of My Rapids Real Estate Show, where we take a deep dive into central Wisconsin real estate market and more housing-related topics.